Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the man that will be celebrating his fourth year on the Doc G Show this May. Say what? Dave Burles Berlin. Man, Doc, I was going to say what a wonderful... Wednesday for mm-hmm. the Doc G show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and man, what a wonderful little tidbit that was! Yeah, four, four years. years together. Yeah, geez, Louise. Yeah, they say time flies, but I, I mean, mean, holy yeah. crap! I I mean, think about it, Dave. You you were there for the first time. I interviewed Andy Frasco. I remember. Yep. I remember you're there. That's a fact. You, you were there when we interviewed Rich Cho. The second oh, time, after we had the, the failure the time, first time, yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. you you were there the christening in, of, the, in the old studio. Yeah, you, I was about to say you were there for the christening of the new studio yes. when Lonely Highway became the first band to play in mm-hmm. the Doc G studio. Good times, good times, man. Three three studios in total. Yeah, good times, man. Good uh, times. Great times. Great. So true. And, Speaking of those great times, uh, you were also on the show two years ago when I told you I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Wait, what? And uh, I didn't really care that I watched the Super Bowl, and I wasn't that interested. Now you, as a red-blooded, football-loving American male, you were a little offended by such a statement. You were were like, what? So this year, I'm going to win back your favor there, Dave. This year, okay. This right now, right now, mm-hmm. we're going to talk mm-hmm. about the Super Bowl because this weekend, yes, is Super Bowl weekend. Right on the backside of the wiener that is Florida in Tampa. Amen. In Tampa, on the bottom of it. Yes. The base of the the base of yes. It. On the on the backside, you don't know it's there. Word. So I thought about this, Dave. <laughs> How about? We do a little trivia, a little Super Bowl trivia. Like you and it. me, right now. I like it. Okay. Well, you okay. can't do you can't do it against me because you know the answers because you're yeah. At it. I I will look like I actually know things about the Super Bowl, even though I look these things up. So there you go. Right. Now I will say I knew some of them. Nope. Not not all of them. I knew a couple of these, but nope. No, I'll, I'll point the ones out I knew. Blam. Anyways, here we okay. go. Okay. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with a, a pretty easy one, because I'm not asking for all the teams. There are 12 mm-hmm. NFL teams that haven't won a Super Bowl. Hmm. Give me five of those. Five teams that haven't reached the Super Bowl. Who do you have? The Jaguars, the Dolphins. Or um, sorry, sorry, not. I, I, I misspoke there uh, that haven't won a Super Bowl, if I didn't say so. Uh, ju- I'm just looking yeah. for having won one. Okay, Jaguars, you yeah. got one. And then you said uh, Dolphins? The Dolphins. Dolphins yeah, have won, won one. They've won. Uh, okay. I know Marino didn't win. All right, the Houston Texans. There you go. Um, I'm going to go San Diego Chargers, now the Los Angeles Chargers. Yes, there you go. 
Um, I'm gonna say the um, I'm just going up and down the states. Uh, Atlanta Falcons. Yes. One more. And, and uh, Arizona Cardinals. Boom. There it is. Nice. Five. That was five. Now, you did get one wrong in there, but it's all right. Arizona Cardinals, Atlanta Falcons, Buffalo Bills, Carolina Panthers, Cincinnati Beagles, Cleveland Browns, Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars, Los Angeles Chargers, Minnesota Vikings, and Tennessee Titans. Jeez. Those are the 12 teams. Mm. That have not won a Super Bowl. Now, four three, of those three teams, in our division. <laughs> four of those teams have never made it to a Super Bowl. Hmm. Who are the ones that haven't made it to a Super Bowl? Uh, Jags, mm-hmm. Texans, uh huh, Cleveland, yeah, and. Detroit. Detroit. There it is. Nice. Oh, nice. Let's go. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. What team has the most wins in the Super Bowl? A little bit of a trick question. Hmm. Green Bay. No, surprisingly not. Oh, is it is it the Patriots? Patriots and the Steelers, they're tied. Ah, dang. I thought Green Bay, because Green Bay won like the first like five or something. They they got a lot of early ones. And then yeah. they, they, they started striking out a lot more after that. Yeah. Yeah. Which city it's Pittsburgh has, has six, right? Yeah. yeah. What's that? Pittsburgh and New England both have six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh which city has hosted the Super Bowl the most? Hmm. That's a tough one. I want to say like Miami, but go with it. Probably... Go with it. Okay, Miami. Yeah, Miami. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Eleven times, right. man. Eleven. Yeah, I feel times. like they have it there a lot. Yeah. It's been a lot, man. Now I don't think I. I mean, actually... it just works for February football, you know. I don't think I actually asked this, but I, I, I saw this when I was looking up facts. The coldest it's ever been at a uh, at a Super Bowl location was 38 degrees when it was hosted in New Orleans one year. Jeez, 38. No that way. is a chilly. That is a chilly uh, Super Bowl. Well, luckily, right there. New Orleans is a is a dome. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I think this but, actually but might man. have been before they had the dome. I think this was one of the Wait, early ones. I wasn't ha- one of the. Wasn't one of the um, Adam Vinatieri kicks like in the snow or like almost snow? Mm, I don't think that was the Super Bowl. Mm. Nope. I think uh, that was before okay. the Super Bowl. Yeah, like I think. I think. Yeah, I think that was a championship game. Um. Mm. Anyways, anyways, I'll have to look. I'll look it up. Facts. That's a fact. Facts. Okay. That's a fact. Um, true or false? True or false, Tom Brady will be the oldest mm-hmm. player to ever played in the Super Bowl. Hmm. Ooh. Um, the way you phrase it makes me think false. It's true. He will be. Dang. He will be. He's 43. The- that man is old. It, the the next oldest the 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 winner right now because he wasn't older mm-hmm. than him last year when he was in the uh, mm-hmm. in the um, uh, Super Bowl it was a 42 mm-hmm. year old place kicker Matt Stover 
who played for the Colts um, in yep, in Super yep. Bowl Forty Four. Now, so, and these are just to play and to win, or just play in one? Yeah, just to play, just to play. Gotcha. Um, okay. Now, who was president when Tom Brady was born? Girl, come on! Oh, I brought in history. Oh, I brought so in history. Three years ago. So, let's say, um, what's that like? Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. No. Who was it? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, um, Reagan. Oh, close. Reagan started in 80, man. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Oh, uh, close. Come on now. 80 to 88. That's, that's know, Reagan not years. not my strength. I know. I know. <laughs> what was the biggest ring ever recorded for a Super Bowl ring as far as the actual size? size? What do you think? Man, um, I think I'm like a, a like an eight or something. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna say like twenty four. They're like three times my hand. So close, man. Twenty five. Wow. Twenty five. Hey, dude, that's so big. <laughs> William the Fridge Perry on the eighty five Bears. Twenty five. Twenty five. That's like the size of like a dog's like. It's like, like the like. size of my <laughs> wrist, man. You put my I wrist know. in there. Just, whoo, there it is. Got myself my Super Bowl bracelet. Nice. Wham. Um, how much do you think the Super Bowl halftime performer gets paid? Mm. Mm. Is it like a standard fee? Like a yeah. standard rate? Mm-hmm. Um, five million. <laughs> Zero dollars. Wait, what? Oh, Zero. They do it for free. Yeah. For the they publicity. don't get paid anything, which, I mean, would make sense. You get pretty big notoriety from it, but, you know. Right. I still thought they might throw out a little bit of cash to them, you know, just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just for, to have them for their time. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay, here we go. What was the only team to go undefeated and win the Super Bowl? Hmm. The 85 Bears. See, since you no. got that one wrong on the first question, I thought you'd get this one wrong. 72 Miami Dolphins. The 72. Dude, I know. I, as soon as I said that, I was like, wait, no, it was the Dolphins. Undefeated 72 yeah. Dolphins with Don Shula. Ah, ah, crap. You're right. L- last Question, what company makes the Lombardi Trophy? Hmm. Tiffany & Co. Yes, (laughs) Tiffany's. That is right. Nice. Dave, now that we have manned it up with that last question about Tiffany's, (laughs) are you ready to fire this show up? Now that we've explained how manly of a man I am, let's fire it up. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Oh, Dave, we've got a fantastic show, fantastic guest, a great comedian. I'm very excited about this. Joe List is on the show. Going to have a good combo with him. Very excited about it. But first, we need to start where we start. Birthday suit. All right. Happy birthday. 
Okay, uh, today's, uh, it's a little back and forth. This first one, I'm pretty confident, 89%. Word. So, okay. I, like I'm, it. I might be actually a little bit more confident than that, actually, I think. It's, I'm pretty, pretty confident. Born on February 3rd, 1977 in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yes! We, this man was interested in two things growing up, baseball and music. His baseball career was sidelined, however, when he was shot in his leg as a teenager. Jeez. However, oh, he often says he doesn't know if he would have ever gotten into music without that gunshot. So he credits it wow. for getting into music. Uh, mm -hmm. His first song appeared in 1994 on DJ Playero's mixtape. Yes. His first <laughs> album was released in 1995 titled No Mercy. His early work is known for cultivating the style of reggaeton. So true. In 2004, he released his album Barrio Fino, which had the international smash hit Gasolina. Say what? Since Barrio Fino, our birthday suit wearer has released five more studio albums, with one of his most popular songs coming in 2017 with Louis Fonzi named Despacito. Which Daddy Yankee? Uh, Daddy Yankee is correct. Yes, I knew it from yeah. Gasolina, but I just wanted to hear more about him. Let's go. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Despacito is one of my faves too. I mean, uh, you know, I, I if it played I, right I, now, you'd start you start you know doing the cha cha. I'd know. start grooving. Don't get you don't you don't would. get it twisted. I'd start grooving. That'll be played Sh at the wedding. Don't you worry. Sweet. Shout out! Shout out to uh, my old roommate Christian. Shout out. Uh, Christian was from Puerto Rico himself, and I swear for a year straight, I heard nothing coming out of our our apartment other than reggaeton. That's a fact. <laughs> That's awesome. It was straight reggaeton for a year, just pumping that same beat every single time. And I was like, man, Christian really does not listen to any other music. There is no <laughs> other music coming from his stereo. He loved it. And Daddy Yankee As was at the top. Be. Top at the top. Celebrating his 44th. Good Lord, wow. Daddy Yankee. Yeah. Daddy Yankee, happy birthday, Daddy. Say what? I feel like I feel like if somebody would have told me before I looked that up, hey, how old's Daddy Yankee? I would not have gotten that right. I no, not even. I, I would have, have guessed like close. thirty-eight or thirty-seven. Yeah, mid mid to late thirties. Yep, exactly. So, something like that. Forty-four, man. He looks good for forty-four too. I'll say he looks young. Of course, looks young. Uh, okay. Are you ready, Dave? Rip some headlines. I am ready. Let's rip it, Doc. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, uh, Dave, you worked at Longhorn Steakhouse for a good while. Um, I sure did. I'm going to need you to put your Longhorn hat on just for a second. Um, okay. If, if you were working at Longhorn Steakhouse and a person came mm -hmm. into the restaurant and say... Mm -hmm. Stole a bunch of to-go orders. Wait, what? And just ran out of the store. Oh, Would man. you go chasing after this thief? Totally, because I think I could catch him. Really? And I would. You I would, would. I would. I would trip him hmm. and take all of my food back. Wow. 
and maybe even give him a good kick while he's down on the ground. Jeez. Man, man, I would not. I'm a savage. As you know, Dave, I would say. I would have eh. hopped over the counter because, you know, as to goes, you're behind the bar. So I would have yeah. done, like, it would have been a movie scene. I would have just did a little jump and, like, pushed myself off like an Olympic gymnast. Well. And chased him and well. gotten him. Wow! Wow! Uh, yeah. First of all, I I will say, <laughs> as you know, I would not. Nope. I would have watched him and been like, "Yeah, Longhorn has has insurance. It'll be fine. Yes, that's all right. We'll be good." Yeah. Um, yeah. Second, this story may be a deterrent for you ever thinking of doing that in the future, Dave. Just uh, mm. so uh, apparently, uh, this dude in the story has the dedication that you would at your your mm -hmm. previous place of work at Longhorn. This guy worked yeah. at Ace Hardware. So he's nice. working at our Ace Hardware at 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. in Phoenix mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. uh, Sunday when two dudes came into his Ace Hardware and stole some items and then sprinted out of the store. Girl, come on! Well, this employee, he wasn't having it. So he chased after him. That's right. And he's running right. down the street. Now, as he's running down the street after these guys, Naya Rays is uh, walking her dogs, and she sees this incident taking place. She th saw the thieves getting away from our bro working at Ace Hardware, and they got into mm -hmm. their cars, and they were mm -hmm. speeding off. Well, Naya decided to take the law into her hands, and she pulled out her gun Wait, what? and fired oh, what she called stop shots at the vehicle. Wow. These stop shots were very effective, just on the wrong target. She shot the Ace Hardware employee in the no. knee. Oh, in my the gosh. knee. How did she... What? Yeah, they were yeah. in the car already. Yeah, I'm so confused. <laughs> Both shoplifters got away. Nia was arrested for aggravated assault, and the Ace Hardware employee was taken to the hospital. Um, is it really aggravated assault? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave, so many things to unpack here. First of all. If there's ever been an employee that needs a GoFundMe, it's this dude. I oh, mean, totally. Remember the, the Target city, employee? The whole Phoenix that, area. <laughs> I mean, remember the Target employee that got like $80,000 for getting yelled at? This dude right. tried to chase down shoplifters and got shot in the knee. I mean, come by someone on. else, not even come. shoplifters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where's this dude's GoFundMe? Second, Naya. What the f doing pulling a gun out in the middle of Phoenix? Like, you're not Wyatt Earp. <laughs> nope. Come on. Like, yeah. I thought you know, like I thought this was gonna be like she she shot at the top like a like a stop shot was like you shoot the tires or like you shoot at no. the ground. No. Like, well, maybe she tried to, but she totally yeah, knows, missed. Man. Bad. Who knows? I mean, you know what would have been a smarter move, Naya? Take a picture of the car. So true. Then get the license plate number. Then guess what? You're not in jail. You the shoplifters nope. would be in jail. And most importantly, the Ace Hardware guy would still have a knee. Good Lord. Man. Could you Come. imagine getting shot in the knee? Ugh. Come. I mean, so talk about... 
Talk about a bad day for that, dude. That's horrible. Yeah, um, no kidding. Dave, we have some listeners every now and then from Tulsa. We get a Tulsa yeah. listener, and in fact, yeah. we we had a we had some listens from Tulsa this week. Uh, Let's go. Well, if you're listening to the show right now, and you want to be a listener from Tulsa instead of being a listener from where you live right now, uh, the folks at Remote Tulsa might have a pretty tempting offer for you. Hmm. Uh, Hmm. With all the changes over the past several years, so many people working from home right now, Tulsa Remote has decided that they will pay people that are currently working from home to relocate for $10,000 to move to Tulsa. $10,000. Interesting. To move to Tulsa. And... And this has been popular, Dave. Very popular. Over the past year, the program has taken 400 people into Tulsa. And the program is so popular that the acceptance rate is now only 2%. Jeez. They only take 2% of applicants because it's so popular. Wow. It's pretty crazy. 2%. Yeah. So I wonder how many are applying. That's a crap ton. Hmm. Well, I mean, if it's 2% of 400, that would be, uh, what are you looking at there? 2,000 times 10, 20,000. 20,000 people apply. Yeah. That's good. Pretty wild, man. But, now, I mean, I'm, unless you're, I'm like, g- really close, that, like, barely covers your moving costs, if it if it even does. Yeah. So true. Well, I'm, I'm confused about a couple of things, Dave. First of all, are, are, are having those 400 people in Tulsa really worth $400,000 to the Tulsa, to Tulsa the city, you know? Like, I mean, was it worth paying that, that much money? They probably pretty quickly. Like I I don't I don't I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to see some charts of why it's so awesome to pull these 400 people into Tulsa. Like right. you're gonna have to convince me on that. Second, like doesn't that automatically make your city look a little crappy though? Like compared <laughs> to other cities. Like I mean, right. You you never hear San Diego being like, look, we'll pay you to come here. Nope. Like that doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Tulsa. I'm going to play a little reverse psychology on people. I'm going to start putting out ads like, listen, we've got a fantastic community. We've got the best schools, parks, attractions. And guess what? We're just getting too many people trying to move here. So we'll pay you $1,000 to promise you won't move to Tulsa. Word. And you know how many Americans, everybody be like, oh, oh my God. What? What's going on in Tulsa? They're trying to keep us out. It's got to be awesome. I'm going to move to Tulsa. I'm just saying. I think it'll work, Dave. I'm just saying. Man, if I don't I'm, know if I could be it. Tulsa gets cold, man. I don't think I I don't think I would do it. So true. It gets real cold. No way I'm moving. You know me, no. Dave. I have a staunch policy on cold, and that policy <laughs> is I Your don't do it. Your policy is more than mine. <laughs> Your yes. policy is worse than mine, that's for sure. It, exactly. Exactly. Dave... We've talked about it. Uh, COVID has thrown off a bunch of things this past year. So true. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things have had to change. And one of those things that was sort of forgotten in all of these changes was we missed the Olympics. Hmm. You know? The Olympics know. just went I'm by. So, I, do I love They should have been the summer. Yeah, it's supposed to go down in Japan. So they, they right. have postponed the games until July 2021. 
they're hoping they'll be right. able to compete then. Now, from everything mm -hmm. the IOC has released, they're planning mm -hmm. on having those Olympics. It seems like everything is going to schedule, and they're going to happen in Japan. But right. that didn't stop Florida's own Jimmy Petronas, who is the chief financial officer here in Florida, to ask the IOC to consider moving the Olympics to Florida. Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy said... I wouldn't mind there's, that. There's still time to deploy a site selection team to Florida to meet with state and local officials on holding the Olympics in the Sunshine State. I would welcome the opportunity to pitch Florida and help you make the right contacts to get this done. Hmm. Now... Dave, let's set aside the fact that we don't have any infrastructure or plans set up to run the Olympics in a state during right. normal times, let alone set it up in five months during COVID. Um, just on the, the outside the outside possibility, Dave, let's think mm -hmm. Japan has 126 million people in their country. And throughout yeah. the pandemic... They've had 5,000 deaths from COVID. Mm -hmm. 126 million people, 5,000 deaths. Florida yeah. has a population of 21 million people and 25,000 deaths related to COVID. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. literally have 25 times the death rate of COVID than Japan does. Do you really yep. think the IOC is going to say, hey, we're really concerned about COVID. So, you know what? We're you know what might look better place. than that? Florida. You know? Sure, oh, they've got boy. way more deaths due to the pandemic than Japan, but they've got alligators. So... Wait, what? Yeah. We should probably go and with peaches. them, right? We should... <laughs> like, no! They're not gonna go for Florida. Japan's been working on this for three years. Come on, Jimmy. Get your stuff together. What are you thinking, bro? Come on, Jim. Um, Dave, on the topic of the uh, pandemic, uh, mm -hmm. we've we've talked about conspiracies from time to time on this show. Uh, we have indeed. We have a segment, Challenge or Conspiracy, where we compare mm -hmm. dumb conspiracies versus dumb challenges. Dave... We've got a conspiracy bubbling up right now in America that's so dumb, it it could be straight out of a fiction book. Like, it could... it It's so ridiculous. And it's about the COVID vaccine. Now... Oh, uh, yeah. Now, first off, Dave, you have had both doses of your Pfizer COVID vaccine. Am I right? I have, yep. And to my knowledge... You're still alive. Am I right? Hmm. Yes, I did have, you know, minimal symptoms with the vaccine, but I did but survive. You're still alive. You are talking to me as a person that has a heartbeat right now. Right. This wasn't previously recorded before my Good. death. Good. So true. Good. And I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Do you hear that, folks? Dave took the vaccine and he's not dead. Um, I was hoping it would make me taller and better looking. But that, that would have been an, that would have been an interesting side effect. I took the vaccine and now I'm six nine. 
Where did that? And now I what can was, play in the NBA. <laughs> what was that all about? It was crazy. Um, no, well, that's not what people are believing about a nurse in Tennessee that took the vaccine. Apparently, um, they're not believing it. So Tiffany Dover, a 30-year-old nurse from Tennessee, was one of the first people in her hospital in Chattanooga selected to get the vaccine in December. When she got the vaccine, media from all over the state was there because it was some of the first, you know, vaccines. Mm -hmm. Um, Once the vaccine was administered to her, because Tiffany has an overactive vagal response, she passed out. (gasps) Now, after a couple of minutes, she got up and was completely fine. She answered some Mm -hmm. questions from the the media, and she went back to work. But... Ever since this happened, anti-vaxxers have used this as evidence that she, in fact, died. Word. Which she did not. She didn't die. They think that they're covering it up. Hmm. Her last Facebook post on uh, on Facebook, which was just recently, in January, has 22,000 comments on it saying things like, R.I.P., and she died a hero. Mm. Thousands <laughs> of people have contacted the police station in Chattanooga asking them to investigate the situation. Wait, what? To which the police chief had to send out a message saying the police department isn't involved in this at all because there's no crime, there's no death, there's no nothing. So. We don't really have a response or a strategy to this. So true. (laughs) The hospital put out a video with her in it saying, yeah, we're fine. She's good. We're all good. Don't worry about it. But people still aren't buying it. They still think. Tiffany posted pictures of herself and her family on Christmas on her Instagram. But people are like, lies. Totally not believing it. Not her. Oh, my goodness. Dave, there are so many things that make no sense with this conspiracy. First of all, how do they explain having video after she got back up from passing out and saying, oh, yeah, I have an overactive vagal response? Hmm. Like, how how did they make that video? Where did that come (laughs) from? If that's, like... What second? What like? Don't you think there would be more people dying if mm-hmm. if, it, if this person died? Don't you think there would be just like that? They've administered millions of doses. If it's one totally. in a million, then that's not that bad. Like what? And then third, who's behind the whole cover up? Like, is it Pfizer? Is that who? And then like. Why are all these other people going along with the cover-up if it's Pfizer? Hmm. Like, if Pfizer wants to make a ton of money, and that's the whole reason, because that's the only thing that I could think of that would make sense for a conspiracy like this, then why would, like, the police and the hospital and everybody be like, sounds good, Pfizer. We will totally let you make money. Like, Right. People don't want the vaccine to, like... There's, like, people that want the vaccine to just... You know, have COVID gone, and then there's people that really just want it to be, you know, shut like, down. But there's not like a we're gonna protect Pfizer. No one gives a 
f who the vaccine maker is. Yeah, so true. like you know? is isn't it easier to just believe that some people pass out from shots because of an increased vagal response, and this mm-hmm, lady was mm-hmm. one of them? Isn't that yep. isn't that easier, Dave? Have you heard what's going on in Russia lately? Hmm. Uh, I have not. So Alexei Navalny is a uh, politician in uh, Russia, mm-hmm. and he and he's not a fan of mm-hmm. Putin. Uh. He, he right. he's came out and publicly called out Putin, and I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, that usually doesn't end up well for folks in Russia. Nope. Um, no, no. Putin's not a. <laughs> it's not the United yeah, States. Yeah, he's not a friendly person. Wait, what? And uh, last year in August, N- Navalny uh, was hospitalized uh, after being poisoned with a nerve toxin, uh, and it almost killed him. Jeez. Um, oh. Oh my goodness. And uh, you know, it was pretty obvious it was Putin, right? Word. Uh yeah. and he recovered yeah. in Berlin. Uh they shipped him out of the country, recovered in Berlin from this toxin. And in January this year, he went back to Russia. Wow. He went back. Wow. Which why would you do yeah, that? Yeah, which hats off to that guy, because after I got poisoned, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe Jamaica. Maybe that's better, you know? Warmer winters, <laughs> less poison. Right. It's a win-win. That sounds good. <laughs> like, uh, But he went back to Russia. And uh, not too surprisingly, he uh, was arrested as soon as he got there. Girl, come on! Um, they they mm. said he violated parole, which, you know, he violated parole because uh, he was trying not to die, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Now... They sentenced him, actually, just this week to two and a half years in prison. Wham. Now, this this mm. is why I wanted to bring this story up. Because apparently, at one point during the trial, he called Putin yeah. Vladimir the Poisoner of Underpants. Wait, what? Oh, dang. <laughs> the Poisoner of Underpants. Which, I feel like something was lost in translation. You know? Right. Like, Mm -hmm. because if I'm sitting with Alexei and he's like, uh, hey, I'm getting ready to diss Putin. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what are you going to call him? I'm going to call him Vladimir the Poisoner of Underpants. Mm. I'd say, Mm. you know, let's let's try to come up with something better. You know? Like, I mean, he poisoned you, right? Like, I think you can do better than that. And, like, what is he... Is he calling himself underpants? Because he's... Vladimir the Poisoner of Underpants. He poisoned you. Are you underpants? Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he went to trial. He definitely knew yeah, there we, was a good chance he was going to jail. I'm just saying, he could have came up with a couple of good singers. You know? You know? We need to know. Just, we need to Just know. a couple. I'm just saying. Just, uh, anyways... Uh, Alexei, good luck in prison. Uh, that doesn't sound fun, man. Uh, hope everything works out for you. Um, Dave, last story here. Real quick Zoom story. Okay. Uh, so a Scottish newspaper a Zoom story. Uh, had this story, and they called this kid a bona fide genius who fooled his teacher. Mm. So... Apparently, this kid went on to Zoom for his class, and he changed his name to Reconnecting, 
so that his teacher would think he was having internet issues. Hmm. That's awesome. It is. It's pretty clever. Uh, it said in the article then, it took the teacher weeks before she realized what was going on. Wait, what? Then... Uh, tens of thousands of people commented on the story saying he didn't need to go to school because this kid was truly, truly a genius. A genius. Uh, <laughs> um, first of all, Dave, this kid is not a genius. Nope. This kid is clever, that's not a genius. Um, yeah. Everybody that said this kid needs uh, is a genius needs to raise their bar of genius. Einstein was a genius. Stephen Hawkins was a genius. You're not really meeting that bar when you change your name on Zoom. Nope. Okay, that's not the level mm -hmm. we're looking at. Second, I think we should be less concerned with the intelligence of the student and a little bit more worried about the intelligence of the teacher. Weeks? It took Fair the teacher <laughs> weeks? Don't you think she would have emailed him at some point in time and been like, hey... What's going on with your internet your internet connection? Like you have been reconnecting for 3 weeks. Something needs to change here, bro. Like so true. Weeks? What is up with that teacher? That is Oh no, Dave. Oh no. No, no. Uh Dave, we are going to take a break. We will be right back here on the Doc G show. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, do us a favor. Go on your podcast downloading platforms mm -hmm. and download the Doc G Show. Yes. Do it. It's easy. Mm -hmm. It takes a couple of seconds. Give us a five-star rating. Mm -hmm. Give us a review. Yes. And check out our Instagram at the yes. Doc G Show mm -hmm. or at Doc G Show and, mm -hmm. or the website www.thedocgshow.com or docgshow.com. Mm. You'll see the all of our new shows on there. Yes. Do it. These are all the we things. We got our artists, our guests, our visitors, all These those people. All, all things. The schedule's all there. All things you could do. Do it. Do it. Thank you, Dave. Uh, Thank you're welcome. you. Dave, we need to hit up a miscellaneous file. Um, yes. This is just... This uh, is the time. This is just uh, tickle my funny bone here. Uh, mm -hmm. I was thinking about this the other day, and it made me giggle. Uh, I was in, mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. in Publix. Um, have you ever thought about this, Dave? Have you ever thought about going into a grocery store and planning mm -hmm. some ridiculous item with a price tag on it? And then trying to check out with that item later, right? Oh, L like, like, let's say, 
let's say you go into Publix with a big floppy dildo, like dildo. and then you try to check oh. out. And you just <laughs> Why you do just we say dildo at the same time. You just put it beside all your other groceries and you're just like, "Yep." No. Yeah, no, no, I got that beside the raisin brand. Yeah, it's back there. Yeah, no, no, no. It's totally there. Yeah, check it out. You got a big selection of those. The last, it was the only yeah. one left. Yeah. Do you bring I in mean, a couple dildos and leave them there? Yeah, maybe that. You got to you got to make it look <laughs> even more convincing, you know. You put like right. six of them on the shelf and then you're like, "No, no, 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 no. It's down there." You put yeah. them next. To, you put them next to the tampons. <laughs> you put them. You put them. Put them next beside the zucchinis and the eggplants. No, no, they're there, right there. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I was just a thought. I just had a thought, and it made me giggle. I was just like, "How hilarious!" Like, what would you do if you were the cashier? You'd be like, "What? Where did? What?" Huh, like, did this guy bring like, this? You're like, There's let no me way. You know, and you know how they, you know how they can scan everything. Like everyone has yeah. like the, their special in-store yeah. apps, and you're like, here, scan it. And they're like, okay, they're like trying to scan it, and they're like, yeah. it's not coming up. You're like, I don't, I don't work here. I don't know what to tell I you. I don't know. It's got a price tag on it. It's back there. Come on, jeez. Just let me check or, out or and you, get my goods. What's wrong you just with have you? The person. Because they can, they can like manually input a price. I've seen them do it before. Mm-hmm. So then you'd have to pay twice for a dildo you already bought. So <laughs> I've, I've had, <laughs> I have had the, out of the store. I have had the, yeah, the lazy person. I do love those on non items. Like, like they'll, they'll be like, uh, where'd you get this? And you're like, and you'll say it and they'll be like, you remember the price? And I'm just like, I think it was like 190 or something. Ah, that sounds good. 190. All right. There we go. All right. <laughs> just throw it down there. I'm like, nice. Like- that was a lot of effort. Good job, bro. Yes. Good work. Anyways, guys, I'm not encouraging that. I'm just saying it'd be pretty funny. Okay. International shout outs, Dave. I think I have moved up now to doing mm-hmm. regulars and semi regulars on just international. I felt like it was necessary okay. to let folks know our true regular internationals that really need, they need a little bit of extra love. So, mm-hmm. our regular international sh- uh, listeners, first off, shout out, España, Spain. Shout, shout out. out to Spain. Thank you, guys. Next on the list, Ireland. Shout out to Ireland. You guys know shout it. You know, you're on the list. You're dedicated. We love it. Yes. Next, me and Dave's next destination. We're bringing Demarcus along. Italy. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be great. We're gonna have food. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a good time. Hang out on the Mediterranean. We love Italy. And in fact, I like uh, it. I didn't put it on. I didn't put them in order. Italy did have the most international listens this week. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the UK. Shout out to the UK. United Kingdom always there for us. We appreciate it. Um, next on the list, Canada. Shout out to Canada, our northern neighbors. Right. Thank you for the regular listens. And lastly, our newest to the regulars. But trust me, they have become regulars, and we appreciate it more than you know. Vanuatu. Shout out to Vanuatu. Yes. Yes. Go. We love it. Out there in the Pacific, just living the island life. You guys do it, and we appreciate that you listen to us while you do it. Boom. Wait, Love it. Okay. Now it's time for the semi-regulars, Dave. Semi-regular international shout-outs. Here we go. 
India. Mm-hmm. Shout out to India. Thank shout you guys. Out. We appreciate it. Australia. Always. Shout out to the land down under. Thank you guys for listening. Armenia. Shout, shout out. out to Armenia. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, shout like out that. to Poland. Shout out. Getting Poland in there. Nice. Right. Shout out to the okay. Czech Republic. There we go. Nice. Taking it back to the Charles Bridge. Shout out to Belgium. Shout out. Belgium. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Belgium. I Shout like out it. to like Denmark. Shout out. Denmark. Shout Man, we out. We're getting around. We are. Internationally. We are. We're getting around. Shout out to Germany. Shout out. There's Germany on the list. Shout out My to ancestors. Brazil. Shout out. Shout out right. to Taiwan. Shout out. And yes. lastly, shout out to Israel. Shout Thank out. you, all Let's international go, listeners. Thank you all. We appreciate it. And next week, That's I feel fun. like I've been slighting you guys. I'm going to go back with some domestic uh, shout outs. I haven't go. done it in a while. Good. I'm going to do some domestic shout-outs. We're going to go around around the good old U.S. of A. and give some shout-outs to the regulars. Ashburn, I see you still listening. Shout-out shout out to Ashburn. Yes. Um, all right. Dave, are you ready? Uh, second birthday suit. Sweet. Give it to me. Okay. Now, um, this one, it's I'm. I know you know him. Uh, but he hasn't done a lot, honestly, in several mm-hmm. years. I I realized mm-hmm. that when I was writing this up. So I only gave it 65% because I was like, eh, dude, it's been a while. It's been a while. Okay. Um, born on February 3rd, 1990 in Miami, Florida. <laughs> Miami, Florida. Our birthday suit wearer was born to a Jamaican family, and he moved back mm-hmm. to Jamaica when our birthday suit wearer was six. So I went back to Jamaica. Then, when our birthday suit wearer was 17, he moved back to Miami. Throughout his Mm -hmm. youth, our birthday suit wearer has always loved music, and during high school, he started putting that music on the internet. He was discovered on MySpace, sweet, in 2007. And from that, he formed a deal with Sony. In 2007, he released the single "Beautiful Girl." Sean she- Kingston. Ah, there it is. Sean yes, yes. Nice. Sean Kingston. Beautiful girl, reaching number one Love on the it. hot uh, 100 Billboard charts. His second album mm-hmm. came out in 2009 with the single "Fire Burning." Throughout 2010, mm-hmm. 2014. He had a lot of songs featuring a lot of big artists, Nicki Minaj, Flo Rider, Soldier Boy, mm-hmm. Dr. Dre, Justin Bieber. In 2010, he almost died in a jet skiing accident in Miami. Oh, that's right. That's in right. Two, yeah. In 2013, he released his third album, Back to Life. He hasn't released a full album since 2013. What? Mm. Been a while, man. However, in June 2020, he did announce the creation of a professional rapper boxing league. Hmm. Oh, man. This feels like forever ago. Weird. I remember kind of hearing about that. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So, Sean Kingston, man, doing kooky professional rapper boxing leagues at the age of 30. There you go. There he is, man. <laughs> I I took a, I took a gander at his Instagram. He seemed to be yeah, having a lot of to? fun. 
you know? He okay. uh okay. living in living in uh, most of his time in Jamaica. Seemed very nice. Yeah. Uh seemed lovely. Right. So, you know, happy birthday, Sean. Enjoy it, man. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy the thirtieth, man. Now, uh, Dave, what do you think? Should I give you the leftover story now, or should we go to break, and should we get Joe List on the line? Which one? Hmm. Um, let's get the story out of the way. Okay, we'll go ahead and we get the story. Bring yeah. them some, some We'll get fire. the story out of the way. Good call. Um, Dave, you know what's a bad look for an adult? Hmm. Being naked in public. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. That's a bad look. That's usually that'll hitting get you in your trouble. child and hitting your child in public. Uh, yes, good call. I was going to say beating up a kid. That's a fact. That's a bad look. <laughs> that's it's pretty much. Dang, a, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much a guaranteed bad look anytime you do this. And you know yeah. who apparently did not hear your uh, ideas for bad looks. This this guy, the Rochester police. Oh. Yes. Oh no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this. It was uh, it was all over the news this past weekend. Uh, the Rochester <laughs> the police were responding. You to are a... my news doc. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's true. Um, the Rochester like, police. If you, were... if you would, I would, wouldn't have heard of GameStop until you told me. That's true. That's true. Uh, Rochester police were responding to a call about family trouble. Hmm. Uh, there had been reports uh -huh. that this child was threatening herself and her mom. So when the police called up to this nine-year-old girl involved in the incident, they tried to get her into the squad car to take her to the hospital. Uh, she resist, so they threw her on the ground and handcuffed her. Wait, what? Uh, oh, the child, no. the child was still resisting at this point. Uh, at which the officer said, "Hey, you're acting like a child." Word. To which the child responded, "I am a child." It's a good response. That was right. Pretty spot on. Um, that's in the body cam footage, by the way. You can watch her say this to the officer oh, and, and like literally the funny part was when the officer said it in the video the first when i heard yeah. that come out of her mouth i said she is a child and right when i said she is a child the kid said it too and i was like yeah yeah you know too you're you're right. well informed um <laughs> then you can hear the officers in the background saying if you continue to resist we're going to spray mm -hmm. you with pepper spray to which oh my they did a nine-year-old She's already, she's already arrested at that point, right? Yeah, she already, already had handcuffs? handcuffs on. There was no need. Oh, my God. There was no need. Uh, then, I love it, after this all went down and the video came out and people were very upset, uh, and rightfully so, the police union president came out and said, look... I'm not saying there are not better ways to do things. Word. But let's be realistic about what we're facing. It's not TV. It's not Hollywood. We don't have a simple situation where we can put our hands, uh, put out our hands and have somebody instantly handcuffed and they comply. Hmm. What? What? Oh my, it's a 12-year-old. 
for, for, first off, Prez, you started your statement or a off nine with year a nine-year-old. I mean, nine yeah, year old. yeah, nine-year-old. First off, Prez, you started your statement off with a double negative. Girl, come on. Okay, you're the you're the Prez of the police union. Use some proper syntax here. Come on. Second of all, how about how about uh, yes, we know it's not Hollywood. It's not TV. It's a nine-year-old girl. I mean, mm-hmm. don't you think you'd try something like, hey, if you don't get in the squad car, or if you get in the squad car, we'll let you play with the siren. Sweet. Huh? Like, wouldn't that be more tempting to a nine-year-old than throwing them on the ground, spraying them with pepper spray? I'm just saying. Probably work out better. Right. You know? Or, if she doesn't comply, just be like, hey, we'll give her ten minutes to forget about whatever she's mad about, because she's nine. And they have attention spans that last, like, ten minutes. So, right. probably do that. You know, I'm just saying, nah, nah, just think about it. You know, always a bad look, though, Dave, to sum that up. And don't be afraid of nine-year-old kids. Be- beating up nine-year-olds, bad look. It's a bad look. It's a synopsis. It's something one. we can take from this show. Uh, Dave, we are going to take a break. We will be right back with none other than Joe List right here. On the Doc G Show. All right. Hey, what's up? This Rock Montana. This Mucho Yellow. And this Rock and Yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show. From 803 to 904, the best show on the radio. You dig? This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we are very lucky to have a terrific comedian, host of Mindful Metal Jacket and Tuesdays with Stories, Mr. Joe List. Joe, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. I mean, by here, I mean in my (laughs) bedroom, but here in spirit on the show. Yes, yes. That's the way a lot of our guests are. They're, They're here in spirit, especially since the pandemic started. Not surprisingly, uh, in in studio guest really really decreased in the past ten months. So went, true. Went down to zero. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's fair. It's it's kind of fun though. What's nice about this new uh, system we're doing, and I do hope to go back to the old system. Is what's nice is when you're done with your work, your meetings, your calls, whatever. You just kind of hang up, and then you're you're at home, and you're in your underwear. I have no pants on yes. right now. I assume you have yes. none on as well. Yes. No, I actually have sweatpants, so I'm pretty Jeez. pretty classy right now. It's, uh, That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm. I'm. I, I've got to be the host, so I got to class it up with some sweatpants. Um, but. That's sure. uh, well, you know, you've been obviously your job is is very uh, in person based. You're an entertainer. You're you're a stand up comedian, but you're also like myself. I've noticed you're a hypochondriac. That's so, correct. how has that been working out for you in the pandemic? I'm interested to hear from another hypochondriac's opinion. 
Well, you know, it's I, I've gotten better with that. I've really grown. I mean, I used to be really a horrible mess with that stuff constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had uh, cancer about seventeen times. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, zero in reality, but um, <laughs> that kind of thing. But this has been a little bit better. I don't know what it is. I, I, I'm, I'm meditating more. I'm doing a lot of uh, self care, I guess. But so it hasn't been too bad early on it was I, I live in queens new york which was kind of like the the capital of of covid yeah. back in uh, march and april so early on i just assumed like okay uh, i gotta accept we're gonna get it and we'll have it and then uh, that'll be that and uh, mm-hmm. fortunate i've been fortunate so far i haven't so I've, I've been okay actually surprisingly it's like everybody else um got to my level of hypochondria and i kind of settled back into normal yes that's exactly how i feel yeah yeah, because you know I'm 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 bad about it too. I'm the exact same way. Uh, except I have like I forget what they call it. I honestly there's there's another name for it. It's not being a hypochondriac, but I'm the kind of person that I believe I have something, but then I'm also afraid to go to the doctor. Like I I think right. I have it, but I'm just like no, nah, I can't face going to the doctor. So then I just internalize it, and it gets worse and worse. So, um, but with the with the pandemic, I I was just like, yeah, well, I sort of think about this every day, anyways. This isn't nope. this isn't too new. I'm 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 okay with this. So it's actually it's I feel like it's been easier for folks like us than uh, folks that aren't normally used to freaking out about horrible diseases, but. Uh, so I, not- I noticed you've, uh, during the pandemic, been hitting up a lot of nature. I checked out on your Instagram. You got a lot of shots out there, just different places. Have you? Were you trying to do that, or have you always been big on just shooting some shots of woods and ponds and vistas? I, I think I've always been pretty good. I, I mean, I always like hiking. I like getting out into the woods. But now it feels like that's like one thing you can do... A, safely, and B, without being judged. So there is a combination of trying to be safe and also not wanting people to think that you're a horrible human being. So it does feel like out in the woods, no one's going to get upset. And obviously, it's peaceful, and it's nice to get a break from the news and social media and everything. So I try to, whenever I can, to go get out there. And of course, like like I said, you can be socially distant and safe. But I have gotten flack from people for posting too many... Um, like nature photos. People are like, it says Joe List comedy. What's so funny about this? You suck. And I'm like, listen, I, I got three albums, uh, a couple specials, and a comedy podcast. This is just a photo of a lake. I, I got plenty of jokes. Go go elsewhere if you want a joke. Right now, I feel like posting a photo of a maple tree or whatever it is. I'm offended by your maple tree. Give me more jokes, funny man. Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, it's hard to please yeah, everybody. It's basically yeah, basically impossible. But like, well, so I mean, true. you said like you said, you've got like I think compared to all the other guests I've had on the show, I think you have more appearances on podcast than anybody that's been on my show. Like you are, uh, you're uh, on there all like all over the place, man. Just your own podcast, and then. You've got all the big podcasts too, like you know Ari's podcast and obviously Joe Rogan's podcast. Do you do you ever say no 
to podcast and radio shows? Because I like, I felt special that you said you'd come on the show, and I was like, oh, awesome. And then I was like, wait, this guy does like, do you ever turn down shows? I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to tell people. I actually, <laughs> I actually do. Yeah, I think people, there's gonna be a lot of people upset when they hear this because they're gonna be like, hey, he didn't do my podcast. Um, I actually do, and um, yeah, I don't know what you wrote in the email that I was like, sure, I'll do that. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I think the key was yours was, uh, it sounded pretty brief. A lot of podcasts are an hour, two hours, three hours. I mean, Rogan, yeah. we were on there. I could have watched the entire Godfather series. Well, that was the thing, um, is I do. like I, When I was looking up things about yourself, I was just like, holy Lord, these guys... These guys are going. This is like three hours. I mean, Bert's, Bert's podcast was like that, and Joe's was like that. I was like, man, I feel like after a while, I'd be like, all right, well, I got to go, man. This is, <laughs> this is enough time. Yeah, it, it's hard. <laughs> well, well, Rogan, too, you know, I, I'm an anxious guy, and Rogan, there's so many people watching, so it's on your mind that there's so many people listening, and everything you say, you're like, oh, my God. So I was like this, like, hyper... <laughs> Um, aware, like just tense. I remember leave after I did Rogan. I was walking around in Sherman Oaks in uh, California, LA, yeah. whatever it is, and just feeling like I had just been through a fight or <laughs> done drugs. Like I was like coming down. I felt like I was walking weird because yeah. you're uh, you're just so tense for so long. I mean, it truly was like three hours long. Yeah, you you uh, don't worry. You don't have to feel like this. Nobody on this uh, nobody listens to this show, so you'll be oh. completely fine with this one. That's <laughs> you can you right. can relax there. Uh, well, I noticed too. You you actually asked before we uh, before we came on here if we we're going to do it on Zoom. And I don't know if you if you hate this, but I don't I don't like Zoom because it's just like I'm constantly reminded of how ugly I am with my little picture there. And I know you do a couple of yours on Zoom. Have you come to accept it? Are you okay with Zoom now? I mean, there's things I like about Zoom, but yeah, I can't look at myself. Every once in a while, mid podcast, I'll get a glance of a face or myself, <laughs> and I just want to end it right there and i don't mean the interview i mean life itself i just want to take the computer and smash it off my face and, and and leave so it is it is a lot i mean like it's the most i've ever looked at myself because yeah. there's just so much and you check your make sure you're on camera and the lighting's okay and i just go oh you you stink <laughs> yes so you know it's it's horrible. I'm yeah. I I still haven't got used to it. Like I always, if I'm on a long meeting, I just sort of push the the video of myself off the screen. So like I'm not on there with everybody else. If I can make that happen, I will do that. Just because I'm like, oh, I don't see how you guys. And then if I'm not forced, if it's a meeting where I don't have to have video, I'm 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 turning it off. So I'm, true. I'm not, I'm not doing it if I don't have to, but. You know, luckily that's the thing. Since we're on the radio, you, people don't expect it. I mean, I guess they could expect it, like on social media and stuff. But yeah, yeah, they can, they 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 can yeah. deal. No, it's fine. I was I was really resistant to having a video aspect of the podcast. I do the podcast Tuesdays with stories yeah. with Mark Norman, and we've been doing it for years and years. And I was so resistant to having it on video. People were like, "You should do a video," and I was like, "No, it's a podcast. I don't yeah. want to." be conscious of my <laughs> face and my outfit and then after a while like you know society or whatever deems that every podcast has to be on video so you kind of have to go get forced all right i guess we're on video yeah. now yeah now i got a shower to oh, do a podcast god the worst oh, showering 
explain. I, I mean, I saw recently you were on uh, Are You Garbage, which I really like those guys. That's a good one. And oh, I yeah. got to say, we've got uh, we've got some similarities in our diet, I noticed, when That's you were talking about your diet on there. I mean, like, I try to eat healthy every now and then, but it seems like you... Do you make efforts? Do you like... I mean, because you had like five things you eat. Do you like try every now and then, like, I'm going to... I'm gonna get healthy, or is it just you've you've settled with what you eat now? No, I'm always trying. The one thing I do well is I have a smoothie every day that's got a ton of spinach and a little bit of yogurt and blueberries, and I put some oats in nice. there, and uh, that's like the one thing I do well. So in my mind, I'm like every day I'm having a ton of spinach and blueberries, <laughs> so that's healthy. And, um, you know, I throw a couple salads in there. I, I do a couple salads nice. a week usually. And uh, I like a grilled veggie, but it's a, it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. You know, you, it's just so much easier to eat spaghetti and bagels and a cheeseburger. <laughs> so I, I do try. I would like to live a long-ish <laughs> life. So, um, but it's very difficult, as oh, you know. Yeah. And, and, but the, the hard thing, too, is... I'm skinny because I have a good metabolism, and nobody wants to hear about dietary problems from a skinny no. guy. So that's the problem, too, is I eat horribly, and everybody hates me because <laughs> they're like, well, you get to blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Well, you, you said you eat at uh, Chipotle. What do you get when you go to Chipotle? What's your go-to? Chipotle, well, I also am like an OCD guy, so I get the exact same thing every time. Oh. I get uh, brown rice. I get extra rice, uh -huh. no beans, and then I get no hot beans. sauce, cheese, oh, no. and, and chicken. Oh. I'm not a bean guy. I know this is going to offend everyone in the South, but uh, <laughs> I don't love a bean. You are the exact opposite of my dad. My that's dad right. literally makes like two pounds of beans a, a week. And like that's the main thing of his diet is beans. It's that's that's well, that's it. healthy. Oh, it is. Uh, he's, a, he's a very healthy guy. He, he eats a lot of healthy things. But I... Uh, have you seen uh, Chipotle? They have those. They have the celebrity featured bowls now, where they like it's a no. yeah. It's they have like famous people bowls, and what? they're like you can eat the same thing as you know Lady Gaga, and you're like what? Why? Why would I? I don't. I don't know who it's for, but they're there. So you know maybe wow maybe you'll get to the status that they'll have a Joe List bowl, and it will be. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. That's that's all I want in life is to just have. And then people would order it and be like, "This is too much rice. What is this? I can't hate this." <laughs> what, um, what is this? 90 but no, I didn't rice. know about that. Well, next time you come down to Jacksonville, once once you can do regular shows again, and you come through Jacksonville, I've got a place for chicken parm that will you will you will be very satisfied with. It will be oh god, I can't wait. It'll be quality chicken parm because I'm a huge fan. Of chicken parm as well. It's very, very good. Uh, you you were talking about Joe Rogan, which obviously huge, huge podcast. I, I guess it's like the. I mean, it's usually the biggest in the in the world. Uh, do you know Joe well? Because it seemed like you you knew. I mean, you're doing shows with him. Are you fairly familiar with him, or was that sort of? out of the blue that you did the podcast. Yeah, I actually don't know him too well. We have mutual, we're both really close with Ari Shafir, so we're, yeah. that we had a close friend, and yeah, Joe kind of just randomly uh, messaged me on Twitter and was like, hey, you should come on and do the show sometime, 
And um, we did a couple shows, I think, before that, just like, a, or maybe it was that night actually. We did a couple shows, mm-hmm. but yeah, I basically met him on at the podcast. He knew of me, and I guess was um, at least claimed to be a fan of mine. So wow, um, I kind of met him there, and then we we talked there. But you know. To meet someone and then talk to them for three hours, you feel like you know them very well <laughs> after that. That's longer than I've talked to my dad my whole life. <laughs> well, I feel like that was that added to the intensity if that's sort of the first thing, like, you know. And Joe, even though he's funny, he's he is fairly intense. That's uh, a fact. You know, he's got, yes. got that intense look to it. Did you had you started doing MMA when you did his podcast? No, I hadn't. I only I started Probably a year after that. Okay. It was quite a while after. So next time I, I bump into him, I'll have that to talk about yeah. a little bit, um, which is which is something. You know, we can we can bond over that a little bit. Although he'll probably be like, my level is obviously. <laughs> he's like, no, that's not. That's not even worth talking about. You stink. Just just challenge him, spar him right there. Give him give him a shot. You know, just just get the mat out and and throw down. Are, yeah, come, are, come across the desk and just choke them out. <laughs> are you still are you still getting down on MMA during the pandemic? Is that is it happening? Um, I was for a while, and then uh, in December I was going to see my family, so I took some time off before that. And now I'm getting ready to travel. Uh, I'm actually going. Uh, we talked about Ari Shafir for a minute. I'm going to South America to visit him. He's been living down there, so I don't oh, wow. want to get. I'm trying to be a little bit cautious before going to uh, South America and um, like a semi quarantine. So I will, I, yeah, exactly. So I, I will be back, and I did a little bit of it during um, COVID in in October and November. Yeah, uh, which was funny because this this is the funniest thing that happened during pandemic to me is I I did jujitsu with my friend for about 45 minutes. We're rolling all over the ground, choking each other, mm-hmm. the whole thing. And then at the end, we we touched elbows to be safe <laughs> instead of shaking hands, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Got to be like, safe. Go. That's, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that 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 sums up all of COVID to me. Uh, you and you see that a lot. That's a lot of you know people will follow uh, the protocols on some things, and you're just like, didn't you just defeat that with the whole? I'm always a fan of the people that will just like go up to their friend and pull their mask down and talk for like five minutes and then put it back up. And you're just like, that's the whole reason you had the mask on was you just, yeah, that's, that's pointless. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's weird. It's definitely, I, I was wondering if you got any, any MMA in since, uh, obviously, yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of rolling, a lot of interaction there, a lot of touching, a lot of breathing. Uh, yeah, exactly. So your your pocket, you already mentioned it with Mark Norman. It's uh, very long running. I mean, been going on since 2013, and uh, Tuesday yeah. with stories. Uh, and it seems like it's getting more and more support during the pandemic. I mean, uh, a bunch of people are su- subscribing on Patreon. Uh, was that like? When that was first brought to you, as far as going on Patreon, did did you feel like people would actually do that? Because, like, I mean, I know my my show is not at the level of that podcast, but at, right now I can guarantee you, if I did that, zero people would sign up for extra stuff <laughs> of my show. Like, right. is is that like? Were you thinking that in your head? Like, no way they're gonna sign up for this. Well, it. 
I certainly have that kind of self-hatred for sure, <laughs> but uh, other people had done it before. There was a couple other podcasts that were doing so well on there that I was like, all right, well, maybe our people too. And, you know, like everything in life, you're like, if we could make an extra hundred bucks, that would be amazing. And then you kind of go, then you, you make that. And then you're like, what if we could make an extra thousand? And then... And now we do well on there. We make we make pretty good money, but there's some other guys that make are making you know Insane. forty fifty thousand dollars a yeah. month. Yeah. So um, you're always still with that thing of like oh, we're making this stinks. But <laughs> I am I am like so grateful, and I say that when we record the podcast, like I couldn't be more grateful because without our Patreon, I would be homeless. I, I don't know what I would do. Like I mean, I I would have. I'd have a home. I'd be living with my parents. I guess is what I would have done. <laughs> um, so I'm incredibly grateful for Patreon and everyone that that donates to our thing. And we've we've added a ton of stuff. There is a lot of extra stuff. So nice. It, at first, it felt like just donations, but then you realize now we're giving them some extra um, stuff. Yeah. So it's a nice mutual uh, trade off. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it would. It, I mean, when you start seeing, uh, you know, a money roll in, it's much more of a. Uh, a a motivating factor for you to be like, oh, let's come up with some cool stuff. Then these people are actually, you know, they're they're invested now. Let's let's really give them something here. Yeah, uh, completely, and it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, you obviously in, inspirational factor there, and I heard you know you talking about it before with you uh, and Mark is is you know Seinfeld and where it came from. Um, I'm sure you've probably mentioned this, and I've mi missed it somewhere over all of the podcasts. But can you can you choose a favorite like season of Seinfeld? Is that possible for you? Oh, definitely. For me, it's season six for sure. I yes. always I season six I think is the best one. It, it, to me, four, five, six, and seven are that's when the show was it at its best. And the thing about Seinfeld that's interesting is to me, it's the best show ever. In the fun, it's the biggest influence on my life and comedy and i reference it several times every day <laughs> uh, but there's kind of bad seasons like the first two seasons are not great and then the no i'm a believer in that the last two without post larry david are a little bit silly i don't actually love them but that sweet spot uh. of four five six and seven are just unbelievably good Seven. I, I knew. I knew you'd be a huge Larry David fan, and I. I like the ridiculous old ones, or the, the you know the ridiculous eight and nine seasons. Me and my brother have had that conversation a whole bunch because he's a mm -hmm. you know he's a big fan of the earlier ones as well. And I do love season seven and six. Those are fantastic. Um, yeah, that, but that's I'm, the best. Uh, oh no, but eight. I do like like the summer of George. And like the 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 uh, uh, chicken roaster is uh, Kenny Rogers roasters like those two they just because there's so many ridiculous Kramer things in those that I love but like the stories are just obviously so much better written yeah no I, I agree and I always I used to always say this that I'm like my two favorite shows of all time are, are Seinfeld and my second favorite show is seasons eight and nine of Seinfeld. <laughs> because it does feel like a completely different show, but there are amazing jokes in there, and I, I think the one uh, where you know George is bootlegging the movies, the little kicks, I think is yes. the name, is is yeah. the best 
non-Larry David episode. There's some really amazing stuff in that episode. I do. That one's that one's awesome. That one is one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. I, which which one? Do you remember what season it is where uh, where Jerry and uh, and Kramer have the conversation about? Um, you know, I think it's at, is it at the end of six, season six, where he has the conversation about what's in life and he, he, he's wondering if there's more and if he should get married. And uh, Kramer gives him the, the advice of he's like, you're wondering if there's more to life. Yeah, there yes. is. That's, yes. That's, that's seven. I think that's the first episode of season seven because that's when um, George, yeah. George gets engaged. So yeah. yeah. That was that arc. That's that that has to be like my favorite scene. Yeah, that's like my favorite. Yeah, there's not. Nope. Oh, I'm so glad we had yeah. this talk. Yeah, you should be, buddy. You can yeah. forget about watching TV while you eat. Because you know what you do? You talk about your day. How was your day? Did you have a good day today or was it a bad day? Oh, you have no idea. Yeah, that's oh, that man. visceral delivery when he says you have no idea <laughs> is amazing. Yes. Well, so along with uh Tuesdays with stories you also uh, more recent addition is your your own uh podcast Mindful Metal Jacket and you started that yeah. what is about uh, a year ago and it's not just just about a year ago yeah it's not just a it's not just a comedy podcast it's it's more it's about mental health um in general you talk with comedians and there's funny stuff but it's also i mean there's you know there's usually some poignant moments there's some talking about uh you know struggles and other things like that what made you want to start the show um i just really liked um i love having conversations about mental health stuff and and life and philosophy and meditation i just really like um all those things and anxiety and hypochondria i really enjoy um talking about those things and i, I had so many great conversations with people all the time that i thought you know, this would really be um, interesting, and I think it could help some people. People would be intrigued to hear it and to hear this side of um, of conversation because comedians so so often are having really sort of um, existential conversations and and stuff like that. So uh, I just thought it would be really interesting and fun and, and valuable use of time. Yeah. And um, it's I've gotten a lot of like amazing feedback. Like I've I've like cried from some of the emails people have written back, and they seem to wow. really enjoy it and get a lot out of it. And then it's yeah. also naturally fun and funny because it's it's comedians talking. So it's been yeah. really great. I, and I I've, I'm embarrassed to use the word the word uh, rewarding, but it has <laughs> been um, rewarding in some ways. And I thought it was also a fun counter to Tuesdays with stories where we're just so absurd and so irreverent and off the wall and ridiculous to kind of have like, well, here's another side where we're just kind of having a conversation. Yeah. Well, you, you had, uh, you had Andy Haynes there a couple months ago and, uh, you know, he was on, he was on our show and I, I feel like, I feel like there's a pretty good amount of similarities between you and Andy. I mean, you're both, uh, you know, you're sober fellas. You're both married to, uh, uh comics, you, you don't plan on having kids. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I feel like there was a lot to to chat about. Um, have you heard his podcast that he has with his, his wife? Uh, I've heard just the clips that they post on Instagram. But, yeah, I Andy's great. I love Andy. And I love Rosebud, too. We're buddies. But uh, I've only heard the clips. But, yeah, they're they're just great people and great comedy. I, Andy Haynes, 
I think I talked about it on the um, podcast I recorded. There was I have a memory of watching the Oscars and reading a tweet of his, and I don't even remember what the tweet was because I was on drugs at the time. But <laughs> I remember just being <laughs> on the floor laughing, and um, yeah. So I, I love Andy, and I have that great memory of him. But that was a really great one. He was a, that was a fun he, conversation to have. Yeah, he's. I mean, you know, he's he's uh, especially on a, a podcast like that because I mean his his own podcast is somewhat like that. He does it very. Uh, spotty as far as the actual episodes it's not too regular but you know it was a very similar line speaking of working with your wife that's another thing that I came across was the roast battle that you and your wife did and I gotta say it seems like a nightmare in a lot of ways like it seems like something that i would not want to be a part of was that i mean did it actually go all right were you i mean after you filmed that were you like that was pretty good or was it weird no it was fun so yeah they they wanted us to do that they wanted to have a married couple on the show and initially we weren't going to do it because i think i was traveling i was on my way to ireland actually and then we just thought it would be fun and and make some money and you know we could both get paid and um we avoided any real discomfort or uh awkwardness because we just had some friends help us write jokes so we sort of wrote jokes together and yeah. with some friends because the danger of a roast is you never want to find out something that everyone thinks about you that you didn't realize yeah like i i we i did a roast one time and there was one guy and every single person did a joke about how bad his breath was and he had no uh, idea. So it was pretty uh, devastating that like seven people in a row are like, yeah, your breath smells horrible. Um, uh, so to me, like that's the only way I would want to do a roast, particularly with someone that you love is yeah. to just go, all right, let's get together and come up with jokes together. So you're not on national TV going, what? I have a, <laughs> you know, smelly butt or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, that made it fun, and um, we had a bunch of friends on the show, and it was just an amazing hang. Uh, the worst part of doing it, though, was that our flight was delayed like seven hours. So that uh, was the worst part of it. Everything else was great. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, anytime you get laid over for seven hours, that's going to pretty much ruin the trip. Yeah, exactly. You. So the other, the 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 newest show that you do uh, is you and and Ron on uh, talking about uh, movies. Yeah. talking movies and that's that's a youtube special and that is that's that's all video there uh you guys i think the seven 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 deep you've got seven episodes so far and the last one you released there was uh was baseball movies yep do you have do you have an idea on the new one next episode have you came up with uh talking uh genre yeah so the next one we're doing we're going to talk uh 90s tarantino movies so we're going to talk about reservoir dogs pulp mm. fiction and jackie brown um because nice we got a we got a bunch of tarantino requests and the, the key to the show is you have to kind of watch movies that most people have seen or a lot of people have seen um so yeah. we're going to talk those ones which will be interesting because this one will will agree a little more the last one was about baseball and, <laughs> and ronan is not a sports guy and so he really just trashed Field of Dreams, and it, it got ugly. We got it got pretty <laughs> heated, but we've made up since. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking Good. Tarantino next time. But it's a fun show. Nah, yeah, it is. It, I mean, it seems like, and obviously, it's a it's an easy topic that a lot of people, like you said, as long as you keep it popular movies, everybody. Are you gonna? You ever think about getting into Rockies? Just the full Rocky 
genre of 78 different Rocky movies, talk about them? Yeah, maybe we will. I mean, that would be interesting because I just think the first one is so brilliant and then the rest, I thought, get progressively worse. So um, that's it. that would be a good topic to just have us really trash in Rocky Four. It would be fun. Fifth, I think the fifth is the worst one. The one with his, his kid yes. and Tommy Gunn. That is by far... I mean, the, the one when he came back and he's old, he's super old, it's okay. It's I mean, there's a couple good parts, but yeah. Yeah, the the fifth one is just who they don't even have a good montage in the fifth one. Like it's not No. It's not the solid he's on steroids working against the Russian. The Russian's got weird eighties technology that he's using. Sweet. Like at least you get that from the fourth one. The fifth one is ugh. You know, it's I think the fifth one might be like zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean it ends with a street fight. <laughs> it's really Horrendous. It's like it's quite an accomplishment to have make a movie that bad. Actually. Yes. Yeah. Or you could do Rambo's too. Uh, you know, that's a like Rambo's could be fun. That's also. another one that basically just goes down with every single Rambo. Just gets worse and worse. Yep. And in the third one, you're like, he's in Afghanistan. So why did they bring him to right, Afghanistan? Right. What is he doing? Hmm, right. Now, uh, obviously, aside from your shows, you also. Stand up is what you normally do when it's not a pandemic. How many shows have you actually got to do since the the pandemic started? Uh, I've done a bunch during the summer. It it was pretty amazing. I, I use the analogy of like grass growing through cement, like up in the cracks <laughs> of cement. Like comedy just sort of like rose from the ashes, and uh, everyone there was a lot of rooftops and parking lot shows. So I did a, a lot in the summer, not nearly as many as you know I used to in, in our old life, but I got to do a lot, and uh, I'm doing a couple tonight in New York on a rooftop, and I did a few last week outside with like heated tents, and I've done a couple indoor shows, but I'm just not really yeah. into that at this point, but... Um, uh, I will be in Key West. I'm doing Key West February 11th through the 13th. Awesome. Um, comedy, comedy Key West. So those will be some, some indoor shows. But I figured, you know, Florida's been taking it very serious, so that'll be safe. What? I was just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> no, so I've done a bunch, but not nearly as much as I used to. I don't know. I don't actually know. Uh, I'm, well, I mean, the good thing about Key West would they probably... Uh, you know, uh, be like open air inside at least. I feel like you know, maybe at least yeah. have some windows open or something. But uh, yeah, uh, that should be. I mean, is that a bunch of people going down to Key West? No, it's just me and my wife. Oh wow! All right, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be fun. Uh, it should be. Uh, Key West is always fun. There's a, a bunch of wackos down there. It's good times. Oh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, during the pandemic, you released your, your comedy special, uh, I Hate Myself, um, which yep. is doing fantastic. You you recorded that before the pandemic started, though, right? Yeah, so I recorded on March 2nd, so I think like uh, wow. 11 days before everything shut down. Yeah, and... Obviously had no idea that we were about to shut down, but I got it in just under the wire, and um, I'm so happy I did because it, it, it came out really well, and it's done really yeah. well. I think it has like two, 2.3 million views it so does. far. It's on YouTube. Yeah. It's free, yeah. Yeah, if I would have told you in August that you 
when you release this five months down the line, you're going to have 2.3 million views. What would you think? I would have been thrilled. I mean, I really, honestly, I, I thought, I hoped for like a couple hundred thousand. To me, like a quarter of a million people watching your special would be like, wow, that's insane. That's great. Yeah. So yeah. to have it in the millions is uh, pretty unbelievable, honestly. It's it's mind-blowing. I feel like more people watch that than my Netflix special, which is on yeah. Netflix. So <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled with it. Is I mean yeah I was I was uh, I I was very impressed I mean it's an awesome special if you haven't checked it out listeners need to check it out yes! you you've been doing stand up for twenty years yeah and I haven't really I haven't really heard uh, you mention it but what comics made you I I heard I heard Jim Carrey what comics made you want to do stand up yeah so when I was young I mean George Carlin was which is you know so like kind of obvious or cliche but he was the first guy that i just thought was to me he was the comedian i just that was what i knew comedy to be and yeah. um and when i was a kid i loved uh, you don't even know the names of everyone because it was just on vh1 it was on a and e it was on comedy channel it was on yeah uh, mtv vh1 everything so you just always see comics but um I did love Jim Carrey as I got a, when, to be like, you know, a teenager. Yeah. And Carlin. And then I sort of discovered newer guys like um, Doug Stanhope and Louis C.K. And then I started seeing all those like local Boston guys. But before yeah. that, before I started, it was sort of George Carlin, Bill Cosby, Elaine Boozler, Seinfeld. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So that, that would sort of be the, the Mount Rushmore for you. Yes, yeah. Well, for me, my my Mount Rushmore is um, Cosby, Pryor, Carlin. Um, um, wait, how many did I name just there? That's Cosby, <laughs> Pryor, Carlin, and then I would have to say I'd have to say either Woody or Louis C.K. Nice, nice. Well, you, I mean, you. I was about to say you got to work with one of those uh, Mount Rushmores. I mean, if you're gonna put Louis up there, you you uh, you got to work with him, which had to be amazing and i would i would probably put him up on on mine as well and i think one of them that also is an oddball for me i don't think a lot of people might put him up there i put i put norm mcdonald in my rushmore because i just i love his delivery more than anybody else yeah and he said he said you were uh he i mean he's he's mentioned you several times saying you're a world-class comedian how does that feel when like a guy like norm gives you that kind of praise that's got to be pretty awesome it's pretty amazing yeah i love norman he's been like so unbelievably kind to me and yeah i did a show it was it was me louis and norm just hanging out and so that was pretty it was quite a thrill obviously and yeah he's been so overly overly kind to me norm and uh yeah definitely one of my comedic idols amazing yeah he just he has no fear of jokes bombing like that's the thing that amazes me about him. He's amazing to me. I love I love Norm. Uh, what what's your uh, what's your game plan for 2021? Is it just uh, you know try to do as many as many shows as possible and uh, you know wait until we we get it cleared up a little bit or how are you going about it? Yeah, so I'm trying to be as safe as possible, doing the outdoor shows when I can, and kind of focusing on podcasts and, and making little videos and being creative in whatever way I can. And then 
Um, waiting for those warm weather when there's more and more outdoor shows and then the vaccine's starting to come. A lot of my family's been vaccinated because they have first responder jobs or, or essential workers, whatever you call it, nurses yeah. and firemen. Yeah. So I'm hoping, you know, that those will start getting rolled out and um, we'll get these vaccines out before these new mutated strains or whatever. And You would hope, and, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're starting to hear about fall. It could look normal-ish. So for now, it's just kind of a day at a time, focusing on the podcast, being creative any way I can and trying to be as safe as possible and um, getting back on stage here and there where I can safely and then hopefully we can roll it out in the summer and fall. Nice. Well... Joe, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on and talk to us. I, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, it was fun. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Well, listeners, you can check out his comedy special. Like I said, I hate myself on YouTube. You can find his shows on YouTube, all kinds of different podcast platforms out there as well. Uh, Tuesdays with Stories, of course, and Mindful Metal Jacket. Or you can go straight to the source if you just want to break all that stuff and go to his website, comedianjoelist.com. Calm. We will be right back on the Doc G Show. The Doc G Show. Because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Mr. Joe List. That is right. Yes, sir. If you haven't done it yet, folks, you need to check out his comedy special there on the Comedy Central YouTube channel. I hate myself. That's a fact. Fantastic stuff. Heard it there. And as I told uh, Joe, I will always be impressed by Joe since the one, the only Norm MacDonald called him a world-class comedian. So true. If you get that kind of praise from uh, from Norm MacDonald, that that's that's about as good as it can get. That's all we need. That's, that's all it. we need. That's exactly. it. Uh, okay, Dave. Uh, what time is it? Hmm. It is shoe and tell, baby. <laughs> all right. I had to pull out, uh, you know, a pretty unique one for this one. I think mm-hmm. it's fairly unique. Mm-hmm. I pulled out the charcoal. Jordan 23s. Say what? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, 23rd shoe in the AJ collection here. Now, before these came out, Dave, I'm sure you're aware, because we've talked about it before, they had the countdown mm-hmm. packs to celebrate these. Since this was the right. big 23rd release... They released Here, all yep. the countdowns of two different pairs of Jordans that added up to 23. I got a couple right. of those pairs. I celebrated a couple of pairs. Now, I think these are pretty sweet, these 23s, because on the outside, mm-hmm. they've got MJ's uh, initials 
of his actual uh-huh. signature that make the design on the outside and this cool like quilted pattern. That's right. And then right. I think the coolest thing about him is they've actually got his thumbprint on the bottom of the shoe and on the inside of the tongue. Like his real That's deal right. thumb. I remember those. And yep. I gotta be honest, I think the thumb on the inside, I'm pretty positive it's the actual size of his thumbprint. And um, oh. it's pretty big compared to my thumb. I'm going to be honest. That's a fact. Uh, uh, my thumb does not come close to fitting in his thumb size. It's like those, it's like those ring sizes that we talked about earlier. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got a feeling uh, I got a feeling Jordan's isn't that fat. It's much, much longer. Um, <laughs> it's just long, yeah. Jordan had, uh, I, I know on the top five like biggest hands of all time in the uh, in the NBA, he's on that list. Like his hand is like I think the same size as Kawhi's. Like they're around the same no, size. No yeah. way. Got huge hands, man. Huge hands. Uh, this shoe came out two thousand eight. February 2008, of course, another Tinker Hatfield classic right here. This is when Tinker came back into the into the shoe game with uh, Jordan. Um, This was actually also the first shoe that the Jordan brand considered preferred materials to do uh, to reduce waste Mm. when making it. Started considering the environment with this shoe. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. Little shoe there. Not too expensive on the old stock uh, X. Three fifty five right now for these shoes on stock X. There you go. They're the low version, but if you got the the high top. No, no, no. I've got the low version. These are lows. Sorry, I did not mention. I've got the lows. Yeah, yeah. There it is, though. There it is. Shoe and tell. There it is. Sweet. Nice. I've had them good, since 2000. there, Doc. 2012, 13 years with that shoe in my possession. That's right. Uh, it's been worn a decent amount, or no? Yeah, yeah. And I will say, um, what's the, the occasion for that shoe? I actually played. Uh, I actually played basketball in these shoes. Um, oh, okay. Only in gyms, of course. Only in gyms, but right. Right. I did play in, and I will say that the first time I played in them, uh, they uh, they made my uh, toe black. I uh, banged That's up right. my big toe uh, so much that it ooh. turned black and fell off. So, uh, oh, you stubbed it in there too much. Uh, I have a tendency Damn. to do that in any shoe. Like it doesn't matter what right. shoe. When I'm playing basketball, I'm sliding around in those things. Even if I get like a tight shoe. Like it, like you know, I get one that's really tight on my foot, like a small size. Yeah. I still somehow just, I don't know, slide it around in there. It's crazy. Girl, come on. Um, man. it's bad, man. It, it, it. Uh, I think it's done some damage. Ew. It's done some damage. Uh, anyways. <laughs> All right, Dave. It's time. Third birthday suit. Let's go. You know what I realized? Last week I got all excited with DeMarcus. I didn't even ask him the third uh-huh. birthday suit. We got to the I like Oh. Yeah. I was I Rude. was I was turning the radio show into the podcast and when I was doing that I was like, "Wait a second. Huh? No, man. And no third birthday suit. That's crazy. It's crazy. I completely forgot. I can't believe it. Anyways, I didn't forget today. Nope. We got it. Here we go. Now, 
This one was really long ago, but he's a pretty famous mm-hmm. name. So, okay. I, you know, sometimes you're not good with historical names, Dave. So, I uh, gave you 60. Accurate. I gave you 60% on this. 60. Okay. Our birthday suit wearer was thought to be born. Thought. They're not positive if it's his birthday, but they think oh, it was February 3rd. 1480. Jeez. 1480. Golly. Now, I know people could be born that early. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Growing up, our birthday suit wearer was a page to the royal court of Portugal, which allowed him to attain a very good education. He was always interested in traveling and becoming an explorer. In 1505, he got his first real chance. He was sent by Portugal to India to help install Francisco de Almeida as the Portuguese Viceroy. Hmm. After a dispute over training in 1514, our birthday suit wearer lost all employment with Portugal. So in 1518, our birthday suit wearer set out to find a new route to the Spice Islands by sailing west. Hmm. And he was funded by Spain instead of Portugal, even though he's Portuguese. Mm-hmm. He had all kinds of issues mm-hmm. with this trip uh, at the beginning. He had Spanish captains mm-hmm. on his own fleet trying to kill him just because he was Portuguese. Oh, wow. Which uh, yeah. really seems like a bad way to start off a trip when your captains are trying to murder you. That doesn't sound that good. Um, Not good at all. But their first stop was in Rio de Janeiro in 1519. Then they stopped in Patagonia to wait out the win- uh, the winter in South America. And then at the very tip of South America, he found a pass through which he called the Strait of Saints. Hmm. And in 1520, he entered the Pacific Ocean, which he named the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Our birthday suit really? wearer then incorrectly guessed that it would only take a couple of days to get from where he was at on the other side of South America to the Spice Islands. Nope. From this point, it really took several months for him to get to the Spice Islands. His crew almost starved to get almost starved to death, but in March 1521, they hit the Philippines. Mm-hmm. In April, they became caught up in a village war, and our birthday suit wearer was killed at the age of 41. However, one of the remaining ships went all the way back to Spain, and in 1522, it returned to Spain, completing the first circumnavigation of the world. That's right. Our birthday suit wearers, uh, our birthday suit wearer named the South America's Tierra del Fuego, the Pacific Ocean, and the Strait of Saints. Name that birthday suit wearer. This guy seems so influential, and I have no idea. <laughs> I, I know you'll know it when I say his name. Hmm. Uh huh. Okay, I'm gonna say it. Ferdinand Magellan. Oh. See, I, I knew know, you knew I Magellan. Heard it. I just, 
I, uh, I knew you'd heard Magellan, man. Anybody says anything about I a globe, heard. they say Magellan. Why? Because Magellan was right. the first one to go all the way around the world. There uh, you go. Can you imagine that, though? First of all, imagine that it took four... I mean, that's all the explorers back then. They they just travel and they think they know where they're going, and you freaking don't. Yeah, and it took him four years. Four years. Good It took him the same amount of time that you've been on the Doc G show. That's a fact. To get around the right. world. Like... It's, exactly. It's insane, man. It's crazy. And Dang. he didn't even make it. That's what I find crazy about that, right? We all think of Magellan making it around the world, but really it was just his crew that made it all the way around his wor the world because he got killed right. in, in the Philippines. He never made it out. He was 41 years old. So he didn't, you know. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. But he did name the Pacific Ocean, and they renamed the uh, Strait of Saints, which he named uh, Strait of Magellan. Uh, you know, which I couldn't really tell you that because give it away, you know. But they renamed it after he, uh, uh, a couple, of, eh, it was a while after he died, but they renamed it the Strait of Magellan. Um, mm -hmm. And I love, too, by the way, if you don't know, the Spice Islands... Uh, where he was trying to get originally, they're part of Indonesia. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about mm -hmm. that, like the Spice Islands. Just think about how much the world has changed in that way. Back in the 1480s, we were so desperate to get to that part of the world faster because they had nutmeg and cloves. Word. Oh, man. How the, the little things. How boring is your life that you're like, man... If only we had some more nutmeg. God, that'd be awesome. Right. It'd be sweet if we had some nutmeg. God, that would be wild. Right? That's a that's a for I gotta be for honest. Nutmeg. That's for nutmeg. That's, that's you gotta you gotta get to find some better things in your life if nutmeg is playing that big of a role. And we did. It took a couple of hundred years, but we found some things. Anyways, Magellan uh, would have turned, let's see. Uh, 442 if he was still alive. Wow. There you go. No, sorry. Oof. 642. What am I thinking? 642. Yeah. 542. Man. Good Lord, I can't add. What is wrong with me? 542. There we go. Done. Final answer. Anyways. No. 541. Girl, come on. <laughs> I'm not done. All right. 541. He was, he's old. Happy birthday. He's old, 541. Jeez. Wow. Good Lord, if I was in a, a math competition, I would have failed 17 times just now. Horrible. You would good, have. Good Lord, that was bad. Anyways, Dave, it is time uh, to go over the shows that we have coming yes. up. Dave, we have got Catastro coming on the show, which... <laughs> Very excited yes, about these guys. These guys are out of Definitely. Arizona. They they do uh, uh, a certain flavor of hip hop, if you will. Certain mm -hmm. reggae mm -hmm. flavor. They've been with a lot of the reggae okay. bands we've had on the show. They've done shows with Common Kings. They've done shows with Stick mm -hmm. Figure. Can't wait to have these guys on nice. the show. Very excited. We're gonna like have. It. 
We're going to have Andy and Ryan on the show, uh, the bassist and the lead singer. Can't wait to talk to these dudes. going to be good stuff. So true. Um, but, nope. of course, we have reached the end of the show, uh, which means... You guys will have to wait until next week to hear us again. And in the meantime, mm -hmm. you will all be certified football fanatics on Sunday. Yes. You guys can you drop learned. The, you can drop the knowledge on the people you're watching the Super Bowl with and they'll be like, Oh my God, where'd you learn those facts? And you'll be like, mm, Doc G show. No big deal. <laughs> just just a little Doc G knowledge for you. There you there go. There you go. There you go. And let us know who you got in the Super Bowl. Go on the Instagram and just comment on any of the posts. Any, tell us. Any post. Doesn't or the matter. Post. Just go yeah. to the very first post and comment on there and, who and you're going for Chiefs or, in Chiefs the Super Bowl. We'll know you listened to the show. We'll know. We'll be like, that was that was a true Til fan the very right end. there. They were Til listening the very, end. the very end of the podcast. They know. Anyways, guys, awesome. until next week, I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. Say what? My money's on the Chiefs. Yep. You heard it here. Yep. I'm, I'm with Dave. I'm putting my money there, too. No offense to the never-aging Tom Brady, to goat. but I, I got I to go None. the young buck. I got to go young buck on him. It's, uh, he's got too much talent around him, and he's got too much talent yep. himself. It's insane. That's but, true. I will Time say, to pass the torch. I will say, I did love the post that Leonard Fournette had of Tom Brady in the locker room. I was like, that looks like a fun locker room. I could have, I could have fun with those guys. I could have fun with those fellas. I didn't see it. I gotta go look at it. And as when, you know, Dave, we will have Tom Brady on this show. I mean, yes, we're already eventually. In, we're already in good with his with his assistant. She uh, wished as well, which yeah. in turn meant that Tom Brady wished as well on the podcast. So obviously, yes, I'm rambling. So true. Until next week, guys. <laughs> zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.